0: Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison.
1: everybody and welcome back to episode 198 of empty bettors i'm your host today nick Manella. no harry with us unfortunately he is traveling internationally so best wishes to him but i'm going to go ahead and toss it across the screen to my co-host
0: up in wisco mac vogel what's going on buddy what's up everybody yeah we're back for uh hard to hard to believe we're at 198 already that's uh that's crazy we got the big 2:00 2:00 approaching rapidly hopefully we'll have something special on deck for that uh but yeah as always good to be here we still got a jam-packed epi for you here with some 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 final notes and thoughts uh before the all-star break here hard to believe we're at that point of the nhl season already too yeah
1: it's crazy it's really been flying by as has this first month of 2024 but uh It's just nuts to think that this hockey season is basically already more than half over and we're gearing up for the playoff push and the trade deadline here. It's just bonkers
0: to think about. It's crazy because I like you're starting to see the reports on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff of teams like basically about to like make their final decision if they're like a buyer or seller or whatever. And you're like, damn, we're already doing that. Like, but it's true. Like, some teams can pretty much already look at the standings and the schedule ahead and go, I think I know what our fate is or at least have a pretty decent idea of what their chances are so
1: that's um, really true and i think there's also a couple teams that
0: might need to flip a coin to decide are, what their there, future there is. are a <laughs> lot of teams that that still definitely don't know yet so that's that's fair and it's like that every year but it does seem like this year especially there are some teams that are like God, what the hell are you? Like, are you Have a you playoff seen team them? or what?
1: Yeah. Have you seen all the stuff that they're calling this, like the worst goaltending year in NHL history? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, I know you and me and Harry were talking about over the weekend, um, like Stuart Skinner's numbers as of late. And just because it's been such a weak goalie year where we're like, fuck could this guy take home the Vezina just because he's had like a good stretch of 10 or 15 games like that might might be all it takes at this point I don't, it, I don't know. it might
1: be enough I honestly don't really know if anyone wants to win that trophy this year it
0: just seems like they don't but my uh my buddy Matt who's in our fantasy league he he I think I've I've mentioned him before um kind of what's his casual... full name uh Matt Stafford actually. yeah yep the not the famous one but uh he actually you know what if he's listening shout out because he just got engaged so congrats to him on oh, that there you go um but other than that uh what i was gonna say is this is his first year doing fantasy hockey and um you know he's he's a hockey fan but he hasn't like really focused on it this much in a long time and like a couple months into the season he was texting me being like he's like dude i can't figure out like what to do with goalies it seems like he was like, it seems like you should just never start a goalie <laughs> because he was yeah. like getting the hose all the time. And I was like, dude, you're not alone. Most of us are like losing points like weekly on on goalies. So it, it really has been tricky. But uh... and shout out to our league that has been
1: getting more and more competitive every year. And it's the biggest mm-hmm. it's ever been this season. So the yeah. waiver wire for goaltenders <laughs> is, you know, what yeah. you see is what you get. I feel like is the best way to put that.
0: Yep. On any given night, you can have Elvis. You can have uh, UPL, or occasionally you can snag like Anthony Stolars, and that's about yeah. as good as it gets.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you should feel that chill up your spine when Max said UPL because it it doesn't go well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, but before we do, I think you have a little question of the day for us.
0: I do. So this was actually, we were we were talking about this right before the show, me and Nick, and uh, thought, why not just save it for the QOTD? Uh, but basically, um, what uh, the question is, what is the threshold, money-wise, that it would take for you to go and see, like, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals with your favorite team in it? Um, at home. Like, at home. And, like, how much are you willing to drop? Yeah. And I guess we're going to have to have a couple clarifications because you made a good point when you first brought it up of like, all right, what what's like my salary? Like, how right. much are we talking? Like, I don't know how to set those parameters. I guess I would say if you're listening, following along at home, just kind of treat it as like your normal situation. You're what, you. whatever. Yeah, you're you. Whatever you got going on right now, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'd say there's probably usually there's a way that you can like set up payment plans for those kind of things. Right. Like, sure. Um, Like, you know, if it's fucking five K for a ticket or something like that, you don't have to like pay that all at once i think usually there's like some sort of like
1: i'm sure there's ways you can like check out with paypal and do like the pay in four or something like that i think there's
0: ways to do it in installments i could be wrong but we'll go ahead and kind of operate under the idea that you don't necessarily have to have that cash like on hand right away correct so with that being said do you have a number in mind
1: i feel like i'm gonna have to talk this through if that makes sense so I feel like initially, like the reaction is like, I I had to ask myself, like, Nick, would you pay a thousand dollars like as my starting point to see the Capitals game seven Stanley Cup final? And the biggest problem I had with this is, you know, obviously with any sporting event, you're not guaranteed shit. Yeah. So I'm basically just (laughs) burning a thousand
0: dollars right off the bat. And honestly, I think I'm going to do it. I I'm also willing to say, I think I can, I'm pretty sure I can comfortably agree that I would pay a grand to do it.
1: uh. I, and that's these, just like, that's just like me or you going to the game. I'm not going with anyone. No, it is one yeah, seat right, in right. the
0: nosebleeds. Yes. Like, yeah. Um. Oh man, it sucks so bad though. If they lose like that, you're, you're right. That's like the, the risk you run of like, cause let's say you stay home and they lose. That sucks what sucks worse than that is they lost and you lost a thousand (laughs) dollars. Like there's no silver lining there of like, Oh, but it was really cool to see. Like, no, I don't.
1: It's the epitome of a double-edged sword. You're going to live by it and you're going to die by it. You know, it's it's just, would you go to like, is two grand, like too much for you? I was
0: about to say, um, jeez. I think I would do it. I think I would probably do it.
1: I think I would do two. I mean,
0: any more than that is getting is really, really saucy. like is
1: really pushing it for me. Coming and, from
0: a guy who could use a, a a car right now, I'm starting to think like yeah. I could probably get a, a set of decent enough wheels for like right. twenty five hundred or three k, depending on if I'm buying it from a friend or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just, I feel like anything above $2,000, we're just going to end up looking at like the 5k question, like, would you, would you pay $5,000 to go to the game? And I, I could not do that. I could no. not spend $5,000 on potentially what would be the worst night of the worst night of my life. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> well, what sucks too is like, that's just the price of admission. Like you're obviously right. still buying stadium beers and like, if they win, you're going out boozing hard after probably. If they lose, probably boozing during that. to yeah, like, you know, right. be able to sit there and not throw up. But that being said, like, I think worst case scenario is it's like a fucking just five nothing blowout loss or something. And you're to just the, the last Capitals game that we went to, right? Yeah. I've, I've actually been not, not obviously in the cup final, but I've been to a, um, a game seven of round one where the caps got domed by the rangers and you know that was uh that was a painful one that's a lot a lot of people left early i did not i sat there there you go took it in i also didn't i was not old enough to drive so i didn't really have an option to go anywhere <laughs> but, but that's not point so yeah. i think 2k that's my uh that's probably my limit
1: i would probably bump it to like 2500 but i was gonna I say sure if it's like
0: it's i'm like, really not going point, much
1: higher than that and I a lot of it does come down to the fact that it's the capitals in game 7. Yeah, I know exactly.
0: <laughs> that you're like this there's a really like decent chance this blows up.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a hard chance that one just goes absolutely south so fast, but anyways, let us know what you guys think. How much money would you spend to see your favorite hockey team in game 7 of the Stanley Cup final at home? Let's go ahead and dive into some news for this episode, but before we do, I think Mac has a word from us from Brackish Life.
0: Yes, indeed. Let's just take a moment to thank or to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. All righty. Let's uh, let's chat some hawk,
1: huh? Absolutely. So we have to get into, I would say, what was probably the most surprising news over the weekend. And I feel like this kind of went from zero to 100 as these signings kind of do out of nowhere midseason. But the Colorado Avalanche have signed Zach Parise to a one-year deal, $825,000 cap hit. Uh, obviously, you know, this guy's 39 years old, so they're looking to add some veteran presence into this locker room. You and I had very similar initial reactions to this deal. I'm I'm curious your thoughts
0: now that we've had a couple days to to sit with this one. It's uh it's definitely interesting. I don't know like if my brain is fully computing him in like an avalanche sweater. That one feels a little weird to me. Although he has been on a good handful of different NHL teams now, um, I'm still always going to think of him as a devil. Uh, and then obviously long long time with the Wild. Um, and the Islanders briefly there at the end. I'm looking here, I'm trying to see. I didn't remember him playing last year. I thought he took a year off or something like that, but I guess he was fully uh fully on the lineup last year for the Isles. He played all 82 games, it looks like here, according to elite prospects. So yep. Um pretty productive year for him. Last year, he had 34 points, 21 goals as a 38-year-old. I think that's pretty solid. Uh, big offer in six playoff games, but you know the Islanders don't be scoring goals, especially in the playoffs. Sometimes, so they really don't be scoring goals in the postseason. We all know that, except for those years that they somehow made it to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't know what was going on there, but even somehow. still, they're winning like two to nothing. So
1: exactly, it was um, like
0: two thousands playoff hockey. I don't know. Basically, when it comes down to it, I definitely think this could be a home run in terms of like a third line grinder kind of guy. You're adding depth. It's definitely a locker room move too, right? Like you mentioned, Um, excuse me, dude has been around the NHL. Let's see. What was his first year? You want to take a guess? Parise? Yeah. Um <clears throat> I want to say like 08. Um. 05, 06, actually. What? Yeah. First year with Damn. the Devils. Played 81 games that year too. So a hard launch right in. Um. After Shattuck St. Mary, a little bit of University of North Dakota. Yep. Um. Albany River Rats. One season in the AHL, basically, and then how many games in the A? Seventy three in the o four o five season, and then bang, next season played eighty one in the NHL. So probably would have made the NHL with no lockout. Yes, that's yep. Good point. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean he's been. I'd say relatively durable. Like looking down the lineup here, there's not I mean, obviously he had a little bit of time. I think in um I think it was with the wild he kind of had some injury trouble, but even still, it looks like the least amount of games he's ever played is like uh forty. 40- two actually okay. no, there was there was one there was one season with the devils in 2010 2011 it looks like he was kind of out of commission pretty much the whole time but and that's sort of been the book on this guy
1: is like amazing compete level super talented highly skilled but the back half of his career has been just marred by injuries yeah like the time in minnesota was not his best and yeah be real, he minnesota was operating stuff. at like 70 percent half that
0: time yeah he de- he never played 82 in in Minnesota but what's crazy is then 21 22 is his first year on Long Island he played 82 then last year played 82 again so like I don't know if he just figured it out but um yeah and what Good. the signing thing like him not playing at the beginning of this year, was he just taking an intentional break or was he recovering from another injury or something?
1: Honestly, I think it had to be a combination of playing for the Islanders, taking an intentional break, and recovering from an injury, like an injury, yeah. just to. And like deciding if he was going to hang them up or not, maybe. Probably. And, then... and honestly, Zach Parise is now sort of in that conversation where Joe Pavelski is, where people are probably going to say, like, guy most deserving to win a Stanley cup that hasn't won a Stanley cup. So he's probably sitting there going, all right, the New York Islanders are the New York Islanders right now. Where can
0: I go where I've got a legitimate kick at the can at this? That's a good point. And I, you know, I do be shitting on Colorado all the time, <laughs> but I, I don't think that's like the worst decision. I, I think there's definitely a world where they figured out and win another cup, but no.
1: And I mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, in recent episodes about Gabe potentially coming back for the playoffs or prior to the playoffs where we right. thought he was going to be done for the full season. So if they get him and Gabe back, I think that team is absolutely. And then, you know, sorts out the goaltending problem. Problem. But Yeah, I was gonna say the deadline is gonna mean a lot depending on what they do and goal, and, and that's gonna mean a lot. For I, I like the move, and I think you nailed it. It's it is definitely a locker room move, but like that's a locker room that could use a guy like that to oh, you know yeah. look around and say, "Hey, in the postseason, everyone, calm down. It's one game. Here's yep. what we need to fix for the next one or the next period. Let's go out and do it." So yeah, the
0: composure. I also think it could be. um I think he could be a good good contribution on the ice too. So we'll see, but uh, I also
1: fully expect this guy to end up in coaching or broadcasting at some point. Like he's so freaking smart. Absolutely. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to Patrick line. So it's not been the best year for Patrick. We've talked about that Uh, to start this season. He's been dealing with injuries and he has now officially entered the player assistance program. So as I mentioned, he's missed significant time this year. Uh, he, he's only got five goals and eight points in 17 games played so far. So not the best season for him. And, uh, GM Yarmo Kikalainen is apparently willing to listen to trade offers. I know it wasn't the most glorious exit for him from Winnipeg to come to Columbus. It's not gone very well in Columbus. I would say, um, do you think he's sticking around here or do you think this guy's on his way out? And obviously before we say anything, we just want to wish Patrick the best and, Props to him for, you know, recognizing there was a problem and taking time away from the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I echo what you said for sure. I've always been a, a line A guy, actually. I, I really like this player. I want to see him do well. I From the jump, I never thought Columbus was a good fit for him. Um, not sure he's really found a good fit anywhere he's been, which is sad given how talented the guy is. I mean, he's got one of the best shots in the league when it comes down to it. Uh, easily top three one timer. Easily top five wrist shot. Yep, yep. I couldn't agree more. So I don't know. I I definitely think it's from from a fan perspective. Just you know, eye test watching stuff. To me, it seems like it's probably in his best interest to uh to find a new home once he uh gets stuff sorted out here. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I guess that team is such a. It's it, it's not helping anybody to to be on a cold streak and stick around that team right now, it's you're doing yourself a little bit of a disservice there. And I think he could, he could really shine somewhere else. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that team's got a lot of star power. That's just kind of like, why did we come here? You know, you're looking at him and Goodrow and yeah, man, you know, that's obviously such a head
0: scratcher too. Like, obviously
1: guys like Fantilli who get drafted high. That's just what you
0: have to deal with, but yeah. You know, and that'll be fine. I'm sure. Like, they're not going to be horrible forever, but no. And I'm sure they're, you know, they're in the Metro it's competitive. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll rebuild and whatever. But I mean, but yeah, if you're line a or Johnny hockey, you're only getting older and you know, your, your prime of your career is either behind you already or will be soon. So it's like, yeah, clock's ticking. I think it's time yeah. for both of them. If I were, if I were either of them, I would, I would want to, uh to start shopping around for sure. I
1: would too. And I think with line a, you know, he's a player where you're going to have to put that guy somewhere where he's going to be playing top six. You know, he's just not really one of those guys that you can stick on the third line to go out and make plays happen off the wall. And yeah, he's, you know, decent size. And, you know, you talked about the shot, but where he's going to flourish is on your power play on Mm -hmm. your first or second line. So,
0: um,
1: do you have a team that needs a
0: scoring winger? That comes
1: to mind by any chance
0: yeah that maybe has like about that much in cap room like you know with guys that we have on ltir just saying you know yeah who knows it's it's uh, like putting
1: together a puzzle and seeing a freaking corner piece staring at you it's like yeah i'll start there (laughs) the caps
0: hate fins they they do they (laughs) They absolutely do not sign Finnish players for for whatever reason but how difficult take them in a heartbeat
1: So, you know, we've said we think he would be better off somewhere else. How difficult do you think it's going to be to move that 8.7 million cap hit with about two and a half
0: years left on it? It's not appealing. There's not a lot of teams that have that space to begin with. It also is not appealing to spend that much and only get in for two years. It's probably going to have to be a cap retention situation where it has to be they're going to have to probably almost cut that in half or like at least get it down closer to like six or something like that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, they're probably even going to have to throw some stuff. They're probably going to lose whatever trade they make with. For that. sure.
1: So I think I mean, so.
0: That's just how you got to look at it now, whether you're willing to do that or whether you want to just keep them in purgatory for a couple more years and. Get nothing, uh, I guess. I just
1: like, I can't see him staying there unless he comes back next season and scores like 62 goals. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I also don't think anyone on the Columbus Blue Jackets is scoring 62 goals anytime soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No offense. Probably not.
1: Uh, Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, The Rangers got some bad news. They lost forward Philip Heedle for the remainder of the 2023-24 season. Uh, You know, he had been recovering from a concussion was skating again, was getting ready to return. And I guess there was a setback in practice, collision, a tumble, whatever, needed help off the ice from the teammates. So they already have his like roughly four and a half million caps shelved on LTIR. I would expect the Rangers to do something with that, especially with how the Benino situation is going. You would think they would look for a replacement there. Uh, he did go unclaimed on waivers. So uh, just su- it sucks to see for Hedl, because th- that's
0: absolutely a guy that could help that Rangers team. He's a good player. And and I actually heard that this was, this is really scary, but I heard that it was a non-contact uh, setback. And anytime you hear that with like a head injury, that's like super serious. So um, definitely best wishes to him. Probably the right call to just take. I don't think there's any amount of time. that's too much time for a head injury. So definitely the right call by him and the medical staff and whoever else to just be like, you know what? Nope. We're not even chancing this. Sit it out. Take the we'll year, try, buddy. Yeah. Like, literally, take a year. We'll see where we're at in summertime or whatever. But yeah, it's, that's scary. It's, um, it's no joke. Hopefully the Rangers, like you said, will, will find a way to, well, I don't want them to, but <laughs> me neither. <laughs> for their, for their sake, hopefully <laughs> they'll find a way to, to replace him because he's a, uh, he's kind of one of those guys where maybe you don't think about him that much as being like one of the best players on your team, but you notice him when he's not there, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, Think like Caps Cup run Lars Eller. Yeah,
1: exactly. Something like that. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to the Flyers. They signed Owen Tippett to an eight-year, $49.6 million extension at 6.2 per. The 24-year-old has recorded 30 points in 46 games this season, and it has a career-high 27 goals.
0: How much of this contract was just because his hair matches the jersey? (laughs) <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I think this is going to be a steal in like a year, like literally maybe it already is. Like, might be the best flyers like contract of all time. I'd say I have a buddy who's like kind of into the flyers now. Cause he moved to Philly recently and he, I was talking to him about it and um is that a zone block scheme yep exactly and i said uh extremely rare upper management flyers w which is essentially what it is you you're like wow they actually made a really smart move yeah, normally they don't no never so but yeah i mean he's he's really good i, I love watching him
1: No, he's had an unreal year and obviously scored two basically highlight real goals. One is maybe going to be goal of the year. It could uh, be. At the end of the season. So, yeah. Uh, dude has absolutely earned it. I know they also did re up Ryan Paling for a while. That's clearly been the missing piece. So, shout out to the Flyers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's that's, talk well, about
0: that one's more on par. With... <laughs> yeah. That
1: one I was like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Um, do not adjust your screen. We're going to talk about the Oilers for a second. Uh, they did win their 16th straight. They move within one win of tying the NHL record. However, they're going to have to wait a full week to
0: play that game. And it's Vegas too, and it's in Vegas against Vegas. To me, even if it was like the Blackhawks or something, that it just the streak is basically over. It just it's a different thing. Like a week plus later, it's just that's not even the same. Like you're not carrying any of that momentum. In fact, I I would make the argument in general, streak or not, Oilers are a different team. Whatever. The NHL has two seasons within one. What happens yep. before and what happens after the All-Star break are completely separate from each other. We've seen countless times over the years, team good before All-Star break, team trash after All-Star break, or just the opposite. So that's kind of part of the fun of it, um, coming back, uh, starting fresh, and and seeing if, uh, if any of the shitty teams kind of turn it around, or if any of the the hot teams kind of fall off um so yeah it's it's an exciting time of a uh, time of the nhl season i'm i'm pumped for about a week week Am from th- now to see how that all goes <laughs>
1: it's going to be great and it's going to be like a marquee hockey game i really do like i hope they do it service with promoting it you know hottest they team won't. on the planet right now comes in to play the defending stanley cup <laughs> champion and we both know they won't but they won't. here's my thing like, you and I are hockey fans. We follow our favorite hockey team and probably a decent amount of the players on social media, right? Yep. you have any idea what hockey players are doing right now with this week off? They're all golfing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like right. they're all, like, in the Bahamas. They're in Puerto Rico. They're in Mexico. Exactly. like Or they're home with their wife and kids. Yeah. So they basically have a week off from the game and they're going to have to come back on this Monday and play basically
0: the biggest game of like of the season. And so many of them too, like have even more time. Like if you're not going to like take um take Ovi, for example, not going to the All-Star game yep. and the Caps played on Saturday afternoon and that was their last game until after the break. So he probably was on the first plane might have flown out. Saturday night or first thing Sunday morning, really milk all that extra time off. I know he's somewhere warm right now, hanging out with Wayne Rooney and and company. So cool. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. Like some of these guys have closer to like ten days off when it's all said and done. So. Yep.
1: I saw a bunch of the Caps players who were in the Bahamas playing golf together. So, uh, yeah, nice. I assure you, no fun is being had
0: on that trip whatsoever. <laughs> but yep, yeah, I know my dad. Uh, my dad went down, my my grandpa uh is a little bit of a snowbird. He'll fly to uh, well he'll drive actually to uh Florida for the winter from Chicago. He has a little condo down there that he stays in. So my dad um he's down there visiting him right now and he sent me a a pick just with his bare feet walking on the beach earlier today and I was like oh, stepping on the beach. Kill for that right now. But oh uh, yeah. <laughs> glad to see he gets some some time away from it too. Some
1: well deserved time away from it. That, yep. that guy uh he works real hard, that's for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to USA Hockey. They shook it up a little bit. They mandated neck protection for all players under 18. This rule will go into effect beginning August 1st, and that is to account for production delays and supply chain issues when it comes to producing the neck protection. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, probably, probably the right move. Probably should have been done a while ago. Um, I will say I'm pretty glad I'm not a youth hockey player right now because those things are uncomfortable as heck and uh also not stylish which was a big deal to me when i was playing high school hockey so uh yeah it is what it is i'm sure some players are you know gonna bark about it and say it makes me look stupid or whatever but hey you can't look stupid if you're dead so um i'd rather be alive and look stupid personally
1: amen to that uh that's for sure i think this is fantastic like you said it's not you know necessarily the trendy thing or you know gonna go well with the players' style here but it's the right thing to do yeah. i mean it's absolutely the right thing to do i think yep. it may escalate to the point where we see the ncaa take this on at some point maybe yeah. we see you know it might be we continue to see it throughout you know major junior hockey but uh definitely a good move by usa hockey hard to argue with that for sure uh, let's go ahead and move on to talk about the Kings, and we'll hop into our discussion portions of this episode. But before we do, we just want to let everyone know that these discussions are brought to you by Kane Footwear. Kane Footwear is changing the game you work out and recover with their Cane Revive, which is made with bounce-back foam, made with Brazilian sugarcane technology. They did just restock all of their colorways for these next couple months in 2024, so head to the link in our bio today before they're gone to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. All right, we got to talk about the LA Kings. I know we just talked about them at length last week with Morgan, but things have gone from bad to worse. And there's
0: been some developments for sure. (laughs) And
1: when I say that, that's me sugarcoating things a little bit here because uh, the Kings have lost 14 of their last 16 games. Yeah. There's been two quotes that came out that I really (laughs) want to highlight here. Drew Doughty, you know, legendary Kings defenseman, has, you know, been the backbone of that franchise for so long.
0: Two-time cup champ now, right?
1: Yep, gold medalist, all that, you know, Hockey Canada shebang. But he says, we got guys in this room too worried about themselves and worried about their points. You don't really see hockey players say stuff like that. Normally, no. you would see something that says, we need to focus, get back to basics, and, you know, yeah, get pucks deep or something like that. So no, the- he's
0: trying to get through to to... Yeah, uh, certain people or perhaps a certain somebody specifically on that roster. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cough,
1: Wonder cough, who?
0: Pierre-Luc Dubois, most yeah. likely, if I had to speculate. But 1000%
1: uh, as his fantasy manager, I can agree. But my favorite <laughs> quote of the year, maybe my favorite hockey quote of all time, because it's, it's something <laughs> I have said <laughs> myself about multiple, the, caps a of, million of the times, caps, yes. so many yeah. times is LA Kings head coach Todd McClellan saying the stupidity
0: that went into this loss is beyond explainable. And his face when he's saying it is so good too. (laughs) Like he just, but he's like, I don't even know what the hell like to say anymore. (laughs) It's just, just, and it's,
1: you, you know it because you're a Caps fan. It's like the amount of times that like I've watched a third period where it's like, all right, four to two against the Minnesota wild. This game's in the bag. Right. Then like,
0: you find hooking you penalty yep.
1: turnover in the neutral zone. Like just it, it I just, yeah. I feel for the Kings fans so much right now because I do too. I, I'm going to stick by what I said last week with Morgan. It is a good hockey team. That's not playing well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there were people in the comments saying like, excuse me, saying like, um, what happened to the, I mean, this saying this was a good hockey team, not that long ago, what happened here? Like what? So I don't know if it's, Again, we talked about with Morgan, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if they just got to like have a fucking talking to with PLD or like if there's other guys that are also grouped into that category of like being too self-centered or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, players only meeting, you name it of the cliche things that get done to try and fix a hockey team. Something's going to happen. Is it like.
1: I mean, is this too late to fire your coach? I know we just it, had it kinda might be. Like I, we just had one a week
0: ago, but it's I crazy know, to think that I'm saying that. I I kind of am of the camp that it is, especially it's one thing if you're a team that you're kind of like, I don't know if we'll make the playoffs. Let's just fire a coach and find out or whatever. This team, it would be so stupid if they didn't make the playoffs like that. Yeah. Like and they know that. They've gotta know, like, okay, we cannot whatever we do we can't just straight up fucking miss after like the they way can't we do started nothing. and the way that they've spent money last off season and stuff like that like yeah they they have to be careful about how they address this situation because i think an over over panicking about it could could make things worse honestly
1: yeah, I agree. I think, you know, this is something that obviously I'm sticking by the fact that this team needs to address problems at the deadline. They're not perfect.
0: Yeah. We know that. Goalies. It, goalies.
1: Sure. And the, I mean, we could say that about 12 teams entering yeah. this deadline, yeah. but right. really with this team, it's something that needs to be addressed. I think, I mean, outside of goaltending, what else would you do here? Would you do something bottom six, top six, or would you look at D? I mean. I don't know. it. D, I guess they could use a little help. I don't know that. Maybe a little bit, but I think a lot of those guys are solid. They are. Um, I'm trying to think like what, let me look at their. Look I'm at their a list. big um, Matty Roy truther. He's been on my fantasy yeah. team for oh, three yeah. seasons now. He's the epitome of what you would think of for like a steady Eddie defenseman. Um, I, I mean, I depending on what their cap situation looks like, obviously the Dubois thing is a problem you know, you just signed that guy for eight seasons, I think there would be a
0: decent amount of panic. Yeah, that's a huge problem. The third line in general does not pass my third line test. Um, Daily face off right now has it as Carl Grundstrom, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Jared Anderson Dolan. That's not, that's not a Stanley Cup winning third line
1: no definitely not a grunge you know every now and then will show flashes of yeah. you know, of brilliance but i actually
0: like their fourth line more trevor lewis alex turcot kaliev yeah, I did Again, like... they it's probably not exactly this, but just... Did, did just call ball Turcotte ball. up recently from the A. I loved that
1: move. I don't really understand the thought process with him going down, but obviously, you know... We, we
0: did say that there's also um, Arvidsson who should be back soon. That'll give him a boost. Byfield, yep. I think, is dealing with something right now. I want to say he he's day, day-to-day or something like that, so hopefully yep. that's not a big problem, but... But I yeah, think, we, honestly... I'll tell you what, we just talked about teams turning it uh turning it on after this break and stuff. I don't think that the the uh all-star game could have come at a better time for the Kings. Just freaking no. everybody get the hell out of here, go clear your head, go jump in the water, hit some golf balls, whatever it is you're gonna do, spend time with family, come back, reset, ready to rock and roll, and let's lock it down and go win ten of fifteen to to start out or something like that.
1: For sure. I think if you're the L.A. Kings, you just hit like a, a checkpoint in a video game or got like an extra heart or yeah. something. Yeah, no, you this failed out a little bit. Big time. So hopefully they can put it together come the postseason, because I think you and I are in agreement that would be a fun team to have do like a deep playoff run or something. Yes,
0: I would love to see that. Uh,
1: let's get to a couple suspensions. So two suspensions this week, both of them for chicken wings or elbowing. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the one in New York. Uh, Jacob Truba got two games for elbowing the Golden Knights, uh, Philip or Pavel I say Pavel. Yeah, I think, right? I
0: think, I think that's right. Okay. That sounds right.
1: Cause you know, we're accurate with names on the show. Oh yeah. Uh, so Truba was not penalized for the play. Dorofeev was in, unable to return and then Truba gets two games subsequently. What were your thoughts on that one?
0: I... This one was weird. The other one I have a much more decisive standpoint on, uh, which we'll get to in a moment, but I mean, Truba obviously repeat, repeat offender. He's been, he's been sussy a couple times, right?
1: Yeah. And a couple times within the past year, I'm pretty sure.
0: So I think part of it is that for sure. Um, I am kind of surprised there wasn't a penalty on the play. uh, I, I guess two games feels right. I could have even I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more given he is a repeat offender personally, um, but I, I'm not like terribly upset that it's only two games. What What were your thoughts?
1: No, I think we could have. If this was a situation where he doesn't have like a recent history, I feel like we're probably looking at like an elbowing minor and a one game suspension. Yeah, yeah,, but because it's Jacob Truba, I feel like we would probably be looking at a two minute elbowing minor and like a three or four game suspension. yeah, that's
0: kind of what I expected. So
1: it's interesting. I mean, we can talk, you know, until the cows come home about what DLPS is doing, but oh my god, yeah. uh, we'll go ahead and do that now when it comes to the the next one. So sure. the Brendan Gallagher situation. So he got five games for his hit on Adam Pellick. So Gallagher's 31. Known for being a pest, but this is his first suspension of his NHL career, which I was shocked by. I, I am could have sworn
0: because he is just a piece of work to play against. He's always could have sworn this guy had he, at least he's one. He's definitely in there. he's definitely been like thrown out before. I want to say like, and he's kind of walked that line of like doing everything else but getting suspended. Yep, a um, couple five minute majors in his career, I would imagine. Um, but this was i have a great quote from our buddy nick
1: bowens about this situation he says gallagher's like that one kid we all played against that just looks like he's skating uphill and his whole personality is being a shithead
0: oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. no he nailed it i mean this was this elbow to me is about as bad as it gets like that this
1: was a chicken wing like this was a bingo wing right to the face it was just
0: a gutless play he's like it's a drive-by too he's not even like in a position where it makes sense to hit him cleanly like it like he already got rid of the puck it isn't going to do anything other than take gallagher himself out of the play to make contact with him like the fact that he just like there was no need to hit him at all on that play and then he just freaking clotheslines him with an elbow like right to the face it was bad and it looked it looked really intentional too there was no like awkwardness to it of like oh he was like turning and his elbow caught him it, it like literally looks like he looks at him and like it's like a guy like sticking your leg out to trip somebody as they walk by or something yep. like that like it's literally like gotcha bitch like yeah
1: it it was dirty it was chippy it was greasy um dean friend of the program big islanders guy was texting me and i was doing my you know Nightly ritual of bouncing between hockey games, you know, whichever one looks good or is close or is not, you know, in a commercial break and um, basically nothing was going to get me to put on a Montreal Canadiens, New York Islanders (laughs) game until I got the text saying massive elbow. You've got to look at this and I'll be honest. I was like, oh, okay," like, you know. Are we talking like in the corner? And then I saw it and I was like, whoa, this is bad. (laughs) Bad. And I, I just I. I thought we were looking at a little bit more than five games here. I'm gonna be honest. I thought we were looking at maybe six or seven. Yeah. I
0: I think if he if he had gotten sussy before, which I thought he had, it would have been. But I guess since it's his first five, sure. I mean five is still a lot, so
1: it's I think like the third heaviest suspension this season. Yeah. We had the Shane Pinto 41 game thing. Right, we had right. the um David Perron six games. Mm. Um and then this one and I think I don't think there was one over like three games last season
0: God I can't even believe the Pinto thing was this season that feels like so long ago right that's so funny yeah. well fuck Brendan Gallagher anyway.
1: <laughs> anyways moving on Uh, you know I don't think Brendan Gallagher handled that in the best way but the Coyotes and Panthers decided to handle things in the best way they knew how Uh, with their most recent matchup last week uh, that was what, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Uh, so this is the first time these two teams have met since the whole Nick Cousins, Jason Zucker incident. And within the first seven seconds of the game, we had two fights at center ice. So I want to hear your thoughts, first of all, on how this was handled. And then about this whole sort of like, I don't even want to call it stage, but just like the right off the bat. Okay, we're going to sort this out kind of stuff.
0: I like when that happens. I liked when it happened with the caps and the Rangers a couple of years back. Um, I think it's the right way to go about it when there's beef from a prior game, just get it out of the way right away. Um, otherwise more guys are just going to get hurt. Usually, um, doing it this way kind of lets everybody on both sides know that like something will be done about any type of like fuckery that occurs. Uh, without making the entire game about that because you still have a a hockey game to play both teams still want to win the game want to get points in the standings and quite frankly the coaches are probably gonna be pissed if you spend the whole game like trying to get revenge with like chippy hits and whatever so to me usually it's even a coach that'll that'll address it and say something like listen i'm not stupid i know what happened last game you guys do what you got to do but Focus on the hockey game, like, which is basically them saying, if you're going to do something, get it the fuck out of the way, get it out of your system, and then let's go win the game. So, And I think that's the best way to handle
1: this in this situation. I, I had to explain to someone who is not a hockey fan last week, like, why is fighting in the game? And I was like, you know, this is here so this game can police itself. This game moves at 100 miles an hour. Stuff is going to get missed. Stuff's not going to get called. This is, you know, the safety valve this is the the system of checks and balances in this league here and i think you nailed it they said let's settle this now then we'll play the hockey game and i think that's a great way to look at it because then what you avoid is guys getting two-handed guys getting you know cross checked yeah. in the face or the mouth or the head guys yeah. trying to line someone up you know either up against the boards or in center ice and then mis timing and catching them high or catching them late or catching them in the back yeah. Let's just go ahead and rip this bandaid off and do it right now.
0: And the grudge doesn't go away. I mean, the, the ensuing game is still probably more physical than your typical round of the mill hockey game between two teams that have no beef together. But it's at least like hopefully clean for the most part after that. Um, did Nick Cousins even have to fight anybody? Probably not. That's what I hate the most yeah. about this shit, because that guy is such a fucking loser. And <laughs> and the way he went about all that shit that that started this in the first place which we talked about on, on the pod, when it went down, was just so lame. So what answer the bell, man? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then when it's time, you can't just flop on the ice and try to win an Oscar.
1: No. Um, and I, I think you made a great point about, you know, the, the caps and Rangers thing was very similar to this. You know, they had a game wait about a month, got another one. Here we go. Yep. You know, if it's, A situation where we're going to be doing this whole like every face off is going to be, you know, uh, someone's going to be trying to drop the gloves. That's a little bit much. But if
0: we're just going to do this right off the bat at center ice and that caps Rangers one did last a little longer, I think for the first five or so minutes of the game, it was kind of like every other face off two new guys were dropping the mitts. There's a funny photo of all of them in the penalty box that some some of you will remember just for sure. Box loaded up. nowhere left to sit kind of thing, but uh
1: I think that's a lot also of like, that's
0: also like a predetermined rivalry that goes even deeper than just that incident. Yeah. There I was some think old the beef there. Coyotes really have much history besides this, so.
1: No, not at all. I and you know, I I did see a lot of stuff and um I had someone who's, you know, not exactly a hockey fan ask me, they're like, "Why do they stage it like this or make it a spectacle?" And I, I was sort of like, look, like this isn't staged. This is almost the purest form of this. These two teams have just been feeling this way for the past month, and they decided, hey, it's time to go. And they probably said to each other at the faceoff circle for the first time, like,
0: hey, we're going now. It could have even been discussed during warmups or something like that. Like you skate exactly. past a guy on the red line, and you, you know you're just looking at him. Sometimes it's as simple as just a nod or eye contact during warmups, and you're like fuck I have to fight that guy at the beginning also yeah
1: like um shout out to the coaches because the coaches get just as piss off about this shit as the players or anyone else when was the last time you saw Ryan Lomberg take a center ice game starting opening face off no Yeah. yeah they know what they know
0: yeah
1: yeah absolutely Well, love that. Hope we get to see a bit more of that. Let's go ahead and move into what you've all been waiting for for this episode, and that is our discussion on the Washington Capitals. So we've talked about the Caps ad nauseum, I would say, for the past three or four episodes just about what's going on, what they need to do. My question to you is, is a playoff position salvageable at this season? And if so, what do they need to do to get there? With the deadline coming, so up. Uh,
0: we've dropped. I think is it three straight now or four, maybe even. You're right, that loss against the Avs should count at about six. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, God, that that Stars game on Saturday would have been a really nice one to get. It was sick that they battled and got a point out of it, but man, that would have been a really nice uh way to end things right before the break if we were able to actually win that one OT. But alas. Um. here's here's what I'll say. I think mu- much like I've already discussed about the All-Star break with, with all teams in the NHL, for the Caps, it's going to come down to what happens the first two weeks after the All-Star break. When we come back, our first, I don't know, five to seven games or so, if they drop four or more of those games, of those first five to seven back, it's probably time to just start looking at next season. I mean, you're you're in a position now where if you can't come back and, and go on a little bit of a run, it's not going to happen. So to me, that's, that's what it kind of comes down to. I don't think right now I can tell you whether or not we need to buy or sell or focus on next year or focus on this year. I do think there's a world where we could make the playoffs, make a little bit of noise. I do think it would take some acquisitions at the deadline to probably make that actually happen. Uh, I don't know if that's the way it'll go down, just because, like I said, if we come back from this break, drop a few more in a row, it's probably time to just give up for the season, for lack of a better way to put it.
1: No, I agree, and I think there's a point to be made that, like, hey, if they're not going to get a playoff spot this year, go get another top 10 draft choice this year oh my god like that's a no-brainer to me i mean one of the guys we
0: got last year ryan leonard people are already saying he could be ready if he wants to to play nhl minutes next season so i mean if you can get another guy like that that right in one year he's magically ready
1: do it I totally agree with what you said about the first, you know, five, six, seven games coming out of the All-Star break. That's basically gonna make or break the Washington Capitals year is how many of those games they win. I was thinking about this the other day. The you know, the Caps team that went into that postseason berth, their last postseason berth against that Boston Bruins team, where they had Sam Sonov, Vanacek, and Craig Anderson and net. I think this Caps team is much better than that Caps team. I think that sure. Caps team made the playoffs. I don't know how, and I watching all their playoff games. I you know, it was very evident that that team had no business being there. But yeah. I do think that this Capitals team is in a much better position than that one is. I definitely think that if they're still within ten points of a wild card spot, come the deadline in the Metro, they can make that up.
0: Yeah. The tough part is the schedule is not kind to us. So we're talking about we're talking about those first five to seven games uh, for them after the break. Well, let's let's look at them real quick. They come back Tuesday, February 6th. They host the Canadians, and that's about as easy as it's going to get for a little while, because after that, they play the Panthers in Florida, then the Bruins in Boston, then they host the Canucks and then they host the Avalanche. Great, so it's uh so like
1: four of the best teams in the nhl in yeah. like five games yeah and
0: the easy one is the first one back and we all know what happens with the caps when they haven't played in like 10 days so yeah that, that one's almost an automatic loss in my head even though it's the canadians um yeah it's really gonna be a difficult february i don't see i really don't there's there's two habs games in the month of february and other than that it's all teams that are going to make the playoffs or definitely could make the playoffs. Love that. So we've talked a little bit about this team needing
1: top six goal scoring or just any kind of goal scoring. Yeah. Are there any players out there that could be potential trade targets in your opinion for this team?
0: Yeah. I think I've mentioned it on, on here recently. Um, Elias Lindholm is, I think that's a home run of a fit for the caps. Uh, whether or not we could actually make that happen. I'm not sure. I also don't know if Calgary will part with him because based on their situation, that's going to matter too. I don't, that's kind of another team in limbo right now where like they could make the playoffs. They very well could be selling though at the deadline too. So not sure how that one would go. Um, Canucks have some guys that, that might get moved. I think Kuzmenko, his name has kind of been tossed around a little bit. Um. I think there was another one I was thinking about and now I'm blanking, but those are probably the the first two that come to mind if we're looking for some little bit of an offensive jolt in the system there. Um that being said, I'd like to see Patrètti get going a little bit. Matha, I think he's got 16 or so goals now. I fully expect him to get to 25. Um Oshie has been red hot in the last Yep. That's been great to see. Really hope that that keeps up and that he stays healthy um yeah it it's gonna be interesting i don't know
1: yeah uh, they definitely need it because mantha and dylan Strom can't do everything offensively and that's basically been the mo for this team so far this year
0: yeah yep i agree
1: Uh, Let's go ahead and wrap up our discussions with some Jersey talk. It wouldn't be an empty betters episode without some Jersey talk. Let's be real. So the four new stadium series jerseys have been released. Those are for the devils, the Islanders, the flyers and the Rangers. What were your thoughts on these stadium series jerseys?
0: Um, I love the Flyers one. The only thing I will say about the Flyers, I have one critique for the Flyers jersey, and that's that the number placement on the arms is a little weird. And so they're weird. A little, they're a little too big, and they're in a strange spot. Um, other than that, though, I really like it. I really like the striping on the back of the jersey, how it kind of like leads into the arms. I think it's well done. That doesn't always work. I think it does in this case. I like the white jersey.
1: I think the um, I think you're spot on with like the number placement for the uh for the um, what am gonna call it for the Flyers. I don't necessarily dislike the Devils one; it just seems kind of meh to me. It, le-
0: it leaves a little something to be desired for me personally. I was just curious, like
1: you know, they're going a different direction with it. That's fine. You know, not necessarily would have been the you know design i would have chosen for that team but okay i can kind of get it the rangers i like once again with like every
0: other jersey you try i've got issues with it but i don't know know how i feel about this one it's you first glance at and you're like okay it's decent and i don't don't love nyr is a diagonal i don't either and i also there's something about it that's a little too like 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 nba or something like it's a little too like like i don't know flashy is the right word but it's kind of like i don't don't know little too
1: broadway for you
0: yeah or like like it's a little too like it almost i don't want to say there's too much going on because it's it's a relatively simple jersey but there's just something about it that for the rangers i think is a little too fireworky like there's just a little too much like like jazz hands to it. You know what I mean? Like you're just <laughs> it, it's like no, the Rangers are supposed to have a really clean look and like simple, yeah, blue, red, white. It just it's a little too um like bush league or a little too like globe trotters for me or something like that. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else, but
1: yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I also don't love and I've said this a thousand times on this show. I don't love faking the old time hockey look.
0: Yes, that's so okay, like, yes. A, I and I know. I completely agree with that.
1: I know with the Rangers, everyone's going to say, oh, an original 16, but like just randomly going with cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of an issue with that. Uh, do you have a favorite out of all of these? Flyers. Okay. Do you have a least favorite? Uh,
0: Islanders. <laughs>
1: This is just the stupid pred Smashville, like
0: yes, slightly
1: yeah. redone. And they did this like where they slightly changed the homework answers with their reverse retro last yes. time, anyways. It's like this it it's, franchise hates two uh, things looking good and scoring yeah. goals. Yes, yeah,
0: a hundred percent. It's it's bad. And Isles too. I feel the same way I do about the, the caps jerseys that said caps. It's our nickname, it doesn't need to be on the sweater. Like put the team's name on the sweater. Everyone can call them the Isles. That's fine. We don't need a Jersey that says it. And we definitely don't need a Jersey that says it in like enormous font with nothing else happening on the Jersey.
1: Yeah. It like Islanders would have looked so much cooler on there versus yeah. Isles. to yeah. me, it's just, it's, it's weird. They
0: have had so many <laughs> ass special edition jerseys. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um not the only new jersey to get released let's just go ahead and talk about that for a second we did have one alternate a very highly anticipated alternate get leaked and that was the sharks what are your thoughts on that um
0: so i i really like the uh, i'm a sucker for a black jersey and i'm a sucker for most sharks jerseys i love their colors of like the black and teal um, I like the shade of teal being used on this one. I like the striping. I think the jersey as a whole is a really clean look. I'm not sure I love the logo, to be honest. That one just screams shoulder patch logo and blowing it up and having it be the main logo on the front is a little like weird to me. I get that they're just trying to do something different, but when you have one of the best logos in sports, I know the old one was way better, but even still, the shark with the hockey stick, it's awesome. I think you should just stick with that. Or better yet, like I just said, go back to the old one, which was also sick. Um, This logo is just very like alternate logo on the shoulder to me, which, you know, it'd be like if the Orioles had a jersey that had the big circle with the Maryland flag in it or something. It's like, that's a sweet logo, but it belongs tiny and on my shoulder, not massive and on the front.
1: It, It belongs tiny and on my Landshark bottle cap is how I have to put <laughs> this. Yeah. Right. I, I
0: also, in the, I saw the full kits and I do like the socks a lot. A lot. Yeah.
1: um, Love the arm striping on this. Yeah. Especially yeah. like as it tapers going
0: down towards like the, the and forearm. And I, I fully and expect them to look good on the ice too. Because I think the full kit is nice. It's just the logo itself could be different. But
1: That, I mean, you nailed it. That hockey team, A, has done nothing but produce home run hits ever since coming into the NHL. And any black jersey that they do is just, like chef's kiss because yeah. a it's a black hockey Jersey, which looks sick too. There's a giant shark fin on it. You know? Yeah. I totally agree that the head would have been better. Um, this is 100% a shoulder patch that I think they were just trying to put on the chest to, right. um, Switch it up. I saw the yeah, shoulders like I saw, say like I, Northern California, which I love. Yes, you know, I hey, like that too. Separate yep. yourself from the Ducks and the Kings. You know, as a former resident there, I do love to see that. So that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I would have loved to see a, a better center logo on the front.
0: Yeah, like you said, just do the head. You know, I I took one look at this jersey and I said, so no head? Question mark? Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, they'll yeah. uh, they're they're not terrible, and they will look good on the ice. They'll definitely look good on the ice. The Sharks
1: won't, but they will. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to some NCAA action. But before we do, I think Mac has a word for you guys about Prop Tracker.
0: Or I do. Yeah, I think you do. I okay, think cool. I word about that.
1: So if you haven't heard, you're going to hear now. Prop Tracker is your home for player prop research and finding out outlier bets for the NHL, NBA, NFL, and more. Once you find a bet you like, start tracking it to get notified on its progress like shots, rebounds, or catches. Go to proptrackerapp.com slash emptybetters to try a free month of our Android or iOS app. And as a reminder, tracker is spelled T-R-A-C-K-R. College hockey, did you catch any
0: over the weekend? I did not. I was too busy sweating my balls off ready for what I thought would be an epic Ravens game. And that's all I can think about all weekend. And then uh, now it's all I can think about in a bad way. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that um, that definitely did not go well. Not the way that you and I wanted that to go. But we did have some amazing college puck over the weekend. We had a great series between number one and number two, BU and BC. First time ever that those two have been one and two and gone up against each other. So uh, BC, number two BC, wins both games. First one at home and then goes on the road, you know, three miles down the damn street to, to kick the crap out of BU in game two. So that was awesome to see. They will actually meet again, the top two college hockey teams in the country a week from today, the day we're recording this, which is Monday, January 29th, in the first round of the Beanpot. TD Garden 8 PM should be unreal. I would fully expect that one to be on ESPN Plus. That's what it was on last year. But there's basically going to be like 14 NHL ready players playing college hockey.
0: So BC is just so much cooler than BU to me. And I I I do have a little bit of bias because my mom went to BC, but in general, I feel like I don't know. I look at these two teams regardless of like I'd say this now, but I'd also say it back in like 2010. And it's just a it's just a more likable team to me, like in general, even like a more know. likable franchise almost or like, yeah, like yeah, school. Uh, yes, exactly. Like there's just to me, it's one of those things where I feel like anyone that goes to BU roots for BU, but then everyone else wants BC to win, even the people that have no dog in a fight, like it just seems like they are inherently the like good guys versus like the bad guys. I don't know. If yeah. anyone else feels that way. But that's how I see
1: it. The I totally agree. The only thing discounting me like from like agreeing 100 percent is the fact that Sparty beat BC in the Frozen Four championship game in 07 with Ryan Boyle and like oh, Kevin yeah. Rooney and everyone. So like having to watch that team, I like I kind of hated them, but sure. it's a no brainer. Hey, at, at least you the- won. Yeah, exactly. It's a no brainer now, especially with Ryan Leonard playing on that team and yeah. all the star power they have. I mean, from totally their entire first line was like the second line for the American world junior team. So that's so fun to see.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: All right, let's go ahead and wrap up with some trivia. And I think you actually do have a word
0: for us this time from Elwoods. I do. Yep. Just a reminder to support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwood's Liquor and Tap, home of the Pizza Luge. Located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street, this 70s-inspired bar has a little something for everybody. From daily happy hour rotating taps, free birthday perks, and a four-season patio, a good time is always around the corner at Elwood's. And with the full NHL package plus TV screens inside and out, hockey fans can watch any game, anytime. Don't leave your dogs at home. They're also a dog-friendly bar. We'll see you down at Elwoods. All right. I got a good one
1: for trivia here. Um I just now realized I'm kind of on an island here. So this is either gonna yeah, go really I, well or really bad.
0: I was thinking about that earlier. I think you should be okay. This is uh, a okay. this is kind of a blockbuster question here. Okay, good. Um it's not gonna be like uh, you know, Kevin Schlumpo uh in overtime on this date in nineteen seventy-two or some shit. But uh I am going to be vague because I do think this could be obvious if I give you too much detail. So uh, we'll jump right in. On this day, uh, January 29th in the year 1999, rookie defenseman, blank, blank, scored his first NHL goal and added an assist as well to lead his team in a 4-4 tie against the visiting Phoenix Coyotes. That's what I'm going to give you to start. Who is Nicholas Lidstrom? Nope. Okay. Nope. I like that, though, as a, as a first uh, first guess. I also am glad you didn't get it on the first answer because that would have been lame. Okay. Were you worried that I was going to get it on the first kind answer? Kind of. Maybe. I mean, you know, I feel like you know a lot of random hockey trivia and sometimes you just pull okay. one out. But
1: Nicholas Cronwall. Nope. nope. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so
1: Visiting Phoenix Coyotes. Mm-hmm. 1999
0: yep it was a tie which makes me sick to my stomach yeah same um and, and he was a rookie this year so and it was you know first nhl goal grabbed an assist as well left shot or right shot defenseman uh i i don't know off the top of my head i think right but let me confirm
1: And I'm assuming this is one of the things where it's like, if you give me the team, I'm going to get it in like three guesses. I would
0: think so. Okay. Um, He is. Drum roll, please, for the slow internet. Oh, he is left-handed. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did, I'll tell you, he didn't retire all that long ago, had a nice lengthy career and played for four different teams. I think, wow. It's not Brian Rafalski, is it? Nope. Okay. More obvious than that. Okay. And uh, I'll give you another little hint. I said visiting Phoenix Coyotes. They uh they had to make a solid trek over to the Eastern Conference for this one. Okay. Was not close by.
1: You said like more obvious, and then I don't know why my brain just started going through a list of like obscure camels <laughs> defensemen. <laughs> Uh, ç, 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 ç.
0: He may or may not have spent some spent a hot minute in Washington. Scotty Stevens. nope, okay. I was comfortable saying that because there's there's a handful of big big name defensemen from that were rookies in that era that so East Coast team. Through. a little bit of time in dc sergey gonchar i i thought you were gonna say that but that's not it but okay. that's kind of why i was comfortable saying you spent time in washington because like i said there's a there's a handful of them that are that fit the bill
1: okay give me division for the team
0: uh like current the,
1: current like current division for the team i'm sure it's changed since for the, the team
0: that he scored the rookie goal with yeah metro okay not yeah, now they're in metro uh, yeah i don't know what they were calling it back then right but, the patrick division yeah, or some shit like, like that, that yeah. <laughs> um okay fuck this, this is one Bob and patrick Divisions. right yeah
1: oh god i wish <laughs> um you're gonna like really i know i'm gonna lose my mind yeah. there's
0: probably a lot of steering wheel punchers by now
1: yeah it's not shelly nope It's not Lychee. Nope. I feel like I got to think younger than that. So it's not Lidstrom, It's not Cronwall. All
0: right, give me the team. I got nothing. What if I told you that he retired? I got tr- it. What Chara? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. out a boy. There we go. Took a little bit. We got there. I think the hard part about that question is I always forget he started that early because he, he yeah. retired in 2022, which was right. what I was about to tell you. But it's, it's Even though I do know this, it's crazy to me to remember that he started in '99.
1: And was it with the, did he start with the Sens or was it with the Islanders? It was with the Islanders. Okay.
0: Yep. They drafted him and he was there very briefly because the Islanders did that stupid thing that they did with Luongo where they were like, this guy isn't anything. Uh, and then he was definitely something. <laughs> yeah, but but Rick DiPietro, he's, he's the guy we want. Right. right. Um, yeah. So then he went to Ottawa, then Boston, and then... Uh, as we know, to Washington, and then finished out one final year where it all started on Long Island.
1: That's right. Well, that was a good one. I'm glad I finally got there. Yeah, it's definitely tougher when you don't have someone else get Bounce like you know, you know off. Yeah, no process of elimination there. So yeah, um, hats off
0: to you. Yeah, we'll have
1: a we'll have a much better showing for you all next time. But Mac, unless you've got anything else, I think we
0: can wrap up here. I'm good. Everybody, uh, try not to go insane with a couple days off of hockey here and. um, We'll see you back after the break.